day 15 welcome back to the windows and mirrors podcast my name is keith and i'm john and remember this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the bible is more like a window than it is a mirror we come to it to see through it and to see god not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves all right so we're in the thick of exodus right Exodus five one of my favorite books in scripture yeah um I didn't mention last time, just in the interest of time, yeah. that God said, yo, I'm a hardened Pharaoh's heart. Mm. And people were like, yo, what does that even mean? Um, and Pharaoh, we have to remember, Pharaoh in ancient Egypt was thought to be an incarnation, right? A fleshly uh, representation of their chief god, Amun-Ra. Right. And what God is saying is like, yo, I'm going to harden his heart mm. to show him that I am the true God right. and that these false gods that the Egyptians construct mm. aren't real gods, right? right? Yeah. I have power over him. Right. And so that's what God is going to do. And so, um, and he says, yo, Israel is my firstborn son, right? Right. And so we see that God is going to redeem his firstborn son right? and Israel is functioning as a new Adam type figure, right? right? And uh, God is going to redeem him to foreshadow what he will do in Christ. So Exodus 5 is is, is the big day, yep. right? Moses pulls up on Pharaoh. Yep. And we see what happens. And once again, we see what we've already seen before, right? God telling us what the destination is going to be mm. is no indication of the journey, mm, right? So God says, yo, Moses, I'm going to use you to draw them out. Yeah. But Moses doesn't know the process to do it is going to be a drawn out one, right? Mm, that's good, bro. That's Things good. are going to get worse before they get better. Bro. So the people of God in chapter four are like, yo, Moses, we praise God. That's our God. All right, we we going to do this. Yeah. And then when he comes and tells uh, them and Pharaoh's like, what? who? You want to do what? And go where? And Oops. come back? Nah. Hey, take away their straw. <laughs> give them twice as much work. And then what takes place is this. The people of God yeah. look back on the deliverer mm. and they say, yo, things are worse for us because of you. Mm. And you see how quick that the heart can turn from hope mm. to despair. That's good, bro. Yeah. It's so much in chapter yeah. five alone. Right. When Moses, I'm not Moses, when Pharaoh, when Moses come to Pharaoh and Pharaoh hardens his heart and he says, who is the Lord? Right. Right. Yeah. That I should listen to him or obey him. Yeah. The rest of the book of Exodus can be seen as showing to answer that question. That's good. Right? Moses and uh, God, through Moses, is going to show him. He's like, oh, who is the Lord? All God's right. like, I, I bet. I, I bet. I got I something got you. for you. <laughs> <laughs> I got something for you. Um, so there's that. But also, like you said, man, like this teaches us, bro, that obedience, hear this, doesn't right. always bring about immediate blessing. Mm. Right? That's a word. Everybody obeys, <laughs> right. but that heat gets turned up a notch, <laughs> right, right? Right, right? And so it gets worse, dog. And what we see in chapter six, yep. God reaffirms his promises when circumstances don't seem promising. Right. When things happen to, when we obey the, the Lord, man, I want people to hear this. When we obey the Lord and it seems like things get worse and not better, right. that's when we should go to God's people. Right. That's when we should go to scripture. Right. That's when we should go to prayer. That's right? good. We should be reminded of the promises, especially when life doesn't seem promising. That's good. Yeah. Bro, in chapter six, it just brings up that it says this, yo, Moses came back and said, no, listen, God's got us. And yeah. then it says this, the people didn't hear him because of a broken spirit. Right? Mm. And it's just a reminder to us that's what suffering does, right? Yeah. Suffering clouds our vision. It clogs our ears. 
Mm. It puts us in a place where it just makes it hard for us to see and hear and believe the promises of God. It's harder to see and hear about the faithfulness of God when you're crying tears and hearing your oppressor laugh in the mm. face of your adversity. Yeah. And so in chapter six, verse 10, God doesn't go to Moses and say, yo, tell him again. But God's like, all right, yo, I'm going to put mm. like action to this. I'm going to put feet to mm. the promises that I gave you. But let's go and be about that work. Yeah, absolutely. And in six, he tells again, he's like, yo, like, man, your ancestors knew me by God Almighty, which right. is El Shaddai, right? Which just means that, yo, that promise to them was for fruitfulness and blessing, and they were all barren. And guess what? I gave them fruit from their womb. Right. He said, but y'all going to know me by Yahweh, uh -huh. right? And what he means here is that, yo, this is my personal name right. that I share with nobody else in the history of time, right? right? Mm. There are other gods who people would call L and all these other things that are similar to me, but he's like, no, 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 I'm trying to show you that I'm set apart and that I am a liberator. Right. God at his heart mm. is one who frees us. He mm. provides freedom for people and he's showing himself to be that here. And in seven, we're going to get introduced to the 10 plagues, yep. right? Yep. And, and, and uh, contrary to popular uh, popular opinion, yeah. the ten plagues are not just this fun story <laughs> right. about miracles and how God can do cool things on yeah. earth. It is actually this polemic, meaning it is this um, uh, type of uh, visual illustration and argumentation that right. He is the one true God. Right. So the plagues are actually judgment on the gods of Egypt. Right. Right. And so the first um, the first part of Exodus. Yeah. Oh, really quick though. Yeah. yeah. Chapter seven, Moses is going to get frustrated because all the back and forth that goes on between him and God. Yeah. And he's constantly going to look at his, go, like, God, why did you send me back here if you're not going to do this? And what Moses does mm. is he makes his involvement in God's story, he turns it into a mirror mm. where he looks at it and he tries to see something about himself. God, this ain't fair for me. God, look at all of what you put me through. God, this. And God's going to say, no, no, Moses. I'm involving you, yeah. but this ain't about you. That's good. This is about me mm -hmm. displaying my power mm -hmm. and authority and glory. Hear this. Not just for you, mm. but to Egypt and to the rest of the world. This is about God yeah. displaying his power and glory in a way mm. that when he throws this uh, rock into the pond, it's going to reverberate throughout history yeah. so much so that even after this, people that are of different nations are going to come back and say, yo, listen, we heard about what your God did to did. Egypt, right? So God saying, yo, this is about my mm. glory. And though I involve you in it, don't make the mistake to assume that you're the central character yeah. in it. Play your role, work, mm. and get out of the way. Yep. So first plague. Right. God takes the Nile River, turns it to blood. Right. In ancient Egypt, the Nile River was seen as this fertility god named Hopi. Come on. And he was seen as the one who kept Egypt alive and sustained them. Mm. So much so that 90% of the people of ancient Egypt in this day live within a mile of the river. Mm. So what God is doing, he's like, no, I'm going to turn this joint into blood. I'm going to stop this joint up, right? Why? Because I'm trying to show that true sustenance 
comes from the God of Israel, oh, not right. Hoppy. Not Hoppy. Right? Who, who is Hoppy to me? <laughs> get that man <laughs> out of here. Get Hoppy out of here, right? <laughs> um, but again, the, the, the uh, you know, Pharaoh and his magicians, they counterfeit it. Yeah. Right? They do the same thing. And so folks' hearts are still hard. Right. Right? And I think, too, when we perceive that right. our idols are doing something for us, right. that God actually promises to do something mm. for us, we have hard hearts. Mm. Right? Uh-huh. Um, and so... Text keeps going. Second, frogs. Third is gnats. Fourth is a swarm of flies. And again, these are all these pagan gods that the Lord is showing he has power over, right? Um, And showing that he is the true God of history. Uh, The God Heket, the God Gev, and the God uh, Kepri are these uh, other pagan gods. But what we see is this, though, bro, is that Pharaoh is, like, squirmy. So he'll say, like, no, 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 like, look. Yo, chill. Chill, bro. I'll let y'all go (laughs) if y'all just stop. Right. And what the text is showing, because he always goes back and yeah. then starts back oppressing Israel. The text is showing that sometimes people don't want repentance. Mm. They just want relief. Mm. Right? Mm. So he just wants relief from all of this stuff. Yeah. But he doesn't really want to repent. And I think the task of the Christian, I think the text is trying to show us yeah. in the narrative that the the task of the believer in God right. yeah. is to want true repentance, right? Not just relief from perceived mm. or real suffering, right? Yeah, uh, that's good, bro. Yeah, I think the other thing that we see, not just about the Christian, but about God and all this, and mm-hmm. the Apostle Paul is going to bring it up, is like, yo, look at the incredible patience of God, right? Yeah. God's not caught off guard. God knows that He's going to turn His back. But you still see God patiently yes. giving chance after chance after chance so that at the end of the day, it can't be said. Mm-hmm. God just flew off the rails, lost his temper, mm. and did away with all of these folks. It's like, no, no, no. Look at the incredible patience of, of God to do this. And we also see the wisdom of God. And this is where the wisdom of God is a comfort for us. Mm. Bad news is always bad news. Mm. Bad news can be good news if the bad news is predicted in advance. That's good. Because then you can prepare for it. Like yeah. a weatherman, right? Was, like <laughs> here in Atlanta, yeah. right? It's going to snow this past week. Yep. If people didn't know that it was going to snow, it would have been a wrap, right? Yeah. But now the folks know that it's going to snow. What you can do is say, all right. The snow's still going to come, and I'm like the Grinch, bro. I hate the snow. Really? Yeah. Yo, the snow's going to come, but right this this past week, it's like, yo, salt the driveways. Make sure that it don't stick, right? Yeah. Be sure that things are warm. Charge up your devices because you know your power's going to go out, and it's being able to prepare because mm. you know that the bad news is going to come. This is what God does. God says, Moses, listen. I'm going to harden his heart. I'm going to draw you out, but the process is going to be drawn out. Mm. So just get ready. Don't lose hope. Salt the driveway of your heart so that when the snow of adversity comes down, it doesn't stick to your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's so good. Let's pray. Father, we uh, thank you for your extraordinary patience, God. You could have destroyed Pharaoh uh, in an instant, but you gave him chance after chance to repent and he hardened his heart. God, I pray that we wouldn't harden our hearts today when we hear your word and we're convicted by your spirit. Uh, It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.